proved today that activism matters, and never doesn't always mean never. The NFL's Washington Redskins are changing the team name and the team's Native American logo, a name and a logo many found offensive. Bullies with Nerdist New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, a.k.a. The Human Centipede. Uh, I've actually seen that movie, but hopefully I'm saying it right. Uh, with my co-host. How, how many sections are you? Eight, I, like 12, said, I've never seen the movie, so I don't, oh. I don't know if I'm saying it or right. <laughs> <laughs> the good section. <laughs> the meaty section. <laughs> oh, I meant how many sections? Oh, you're in the middle? You can be in the middle. <laughs> Maybe I need to watch that movie. Before <laughs> uh, with my co-host. This is Eli, a.k.a. the Red Velvet Cupcake. Uh, uh, canceled. <laughs> canceled. <laughs> and, and we are back with another episode. And yeah, just want to, uh, I guess we're finally in July now. So we finally got out of June. Now we're in July with another episode. And we're going to kick this off with, I hate to do this, but we had a celebrity death going on so yeah we had a couple man like two and i hate it when it's back to back because the thing is okay remember when michael jackson died so michael jackson died and farrah fawcett died on the exact same day now farrah fawcett died early she got yeah she's from charles angel blah 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 stuff michael jackson oh michael jackson so we completely forgot about farrah fawcett dying you know so Mm -hmm. it's a shame when you know two people die on the same day because then you have to you know pay your respects on the same day so first off uh i guess we can start with this rest in peace to kelly preston uh, yeah, that was kind of shocking. I was a little that shocked. was shocking. But the thing is, they said that, and of course, she's been in news. She didn't want people to know her business. But she has, um, and she died from breast cancer and actually been battling this for two two years and lost the battle. So that's uh, a shocker there. Uh, like I said, Kelly Preston has been around since forever. You know, yeah, uh, in the news, she Married was in a the, bunch of horror movies. I remember as a kid, like she was like in, in the eighties. Chris, yeah, Christine, John Carpenter's Christine. She was in Christine. Yeah. Susan Christine, a bunch of like teeny bopper movies as the hot chick, you know. That's um, the, that's what I was going to say because in the 80s, yeah. she was a baddie in the 80s. I don't know if oh, people yeah. remember that, but yeah. Because <laughs> I remember yeah, her twins. From, twins, twins. That's where I remember her from, twins. Yeah, she's almost like a girlfriend in that. So loved in yeah. that one. Uh, and the thing is, she also got married to John Travolta. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, they were still married at the time. From that's Dust what... Till Dawn. She had a little bit part in From Dust Till Dawn. Bullshit. As, uh, news, she was in it. As the news reporter. She was like the news reporter that gives the stats on all the deaths. You know? And I got to watch the yeah. movie again. Yeah. Just a okay. bit cameo, you know. Like, you know, Tarantino always had the the, ter- the, the, the the cameos from the stars and shit. And everybody wants to be in their movies. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, nice. She got a little bit part in that. Okay. Did not know that. That is trivia that I will use for uh, some time. <laughs> So, yeah, so rest in peace to Kelly Preston. And it was really sad about it. You know, they had it. Remember, they had a uh, death with their son a couple years ago. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's tough on John Travolta. So he lost his his uh his, his son. Then he lost, you know, his wife. So, yeah. 
prayers out for you, everybody in that. And this one, Eli, I don't know how familiar you are with this next one, but this was actually pretty interesting when I started digging in, like who she was. And it's very interesting. So this is Naya Rivera. Let me get a better picture. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm just, I wasn't familiar with her stuff, but I heard mm -hmm. about this. Okay, this so. This is sad. Yeah, so this is sad. So the thing about her, she's actually pretty interesting. Oh, uh, when I started thinking out about her. So like I said, she was on Glee. Uh, Eli, were you a big Glee fan? No, I tried watching it because I heard there's like, well, there's that woman with Down syndrome on the show. Yes, she, she was have, on there. Uh huh. I have a I have a child with Down syndrome, so I tried to watch it, but mm -hmm. I ain't into musicals at all, so I couldn't hang. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I did watch, I think, like the first two uh, two seasons of, of Glee because it was on Netflix, or maybe still be on Netflix for a while. Pretty interesting. She was pretty much the, like the mean girl cheerleader on the show, but she could sing her ass off like everybody else on the show. So she was interesting. What I didn't know is that she was also, and I'm trying to look this up. Uh, yeah. She was like a child actress and she played in like a bunch of shit, like on those ABC shows, like Family Matters and Smart Guy and Sister, Sister and all stuff like that. She was always, I think my wife and kids, she was always that girl that just showed up and was like the, the love interest of whoever the little boy was on the show. So she was like, the show with Urkel on there. And like I said, she grew up, she was on Glee. And the thing was, she was on Glee, she was almost like kind of like a breakout star. Nobody knew she was a child actress. So she broke out. She was like doing all kind of Maxim Hot 100. She was like on Maxim Hot 100 like every year and stuff like that. Uh, I'm trying to think what else we got. And like I said, here's how you know she was hot. Here's how you know she was hot. Because she dated David Spade. Because we've already talked about it before. Comedians, well, good for him. <laughs> I mean, but, that, but that's what I'm saying. Comedians always get hot chicks. That's just what, what happens. I don't know what it is about comedians. You're so funny. You're funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't get it. What is up with comedians? Should I go on Saturday Night Live? Eli, we're going on Saturday Night Live. Fuck that. We're auditioning next year. Make, make them laugh. They like Make them laugh. That's all we have to do. We're trying out for Saturday Night Live next year. Uh, groupies, get on board now because we're going to have too many next year when we get recruited. <laughs> uh, yeah. And here's the funny thing about it. Like, okay, because like I said, she was famous. She dated uh, David Spade. She also dated like athletes and rappers, things like that. Um, Eli, I'm a, uh, do you remember this song, I Don't Fuck With You? Okay. I, I, I didn't want to sing it. But is, I it is it on like a, is it always on like a GIF or something? Probably. Uh, or some, know, or like some, where somebody's or getting, or somebody's falling, it's a fail, and then, or something happens to somebody, and it's the I song. I don't. You. That song. That song. Okay, okay yeah, so you yeah, know yeah. the song. Okay, I was, I was like, yeah. I hope I don't have to sing this song. <laughs> no, good. <laughs> okay, no, I'm not. Fuck that. <laughs> uh, but the reason I bring that up is because uh she was. That's that's his ex girlfriend, the guy that uh rapped that song, Big Sean. Oh, so she inspired that. Yes, it okay. wasn't even like uh. Do you did you do that? Because a lot of time when rappers do stuff like that, like who are you talking about this person? They'd be like, oh no, you just gotta read it to my lyrics. No, he did. He was like, no, it's about her. <laughs> like he just flat <laughs> out said it. So uh I, <laughs> yeah, rest in peace to her. But like I said, she she's a cool actress, but yeah, that's just funny on there. Hold on, we got what we got. Iron Man, I used to watch it with I don't know what you watched with your mom. What I hope it was Glee? Family Matters and Are you not, talking about Glee or something? Or what I, th I hope he's talking about Glee matters? and not talking about you know one of the Kelly Preston movies, you know, <laughs> back in the eighties. Because uh, yeah, but rest in peace to them. Okay, so like I said, we got that out the way. Eli, let's let's get to the big boy. The big boy. The big boy. Yeah. 
Uh, big, I'm gonna back, back away from this. I'm, big Willie style? Fuck Big Willie. I don't who gives a fuck who's railing his wife, yes, man. It's, yes, <laughs> fuck Big Willie. <laughs> I'm like you now. I'm hanging around you too much. You know? <laughs> I can't say this on my private time. Like, fuck Will Smith. You're a blasphemous. You know, but I just don't feel like talking about it right now. We got other shit to deal with. <laughs> Uh, but the point we want to deal with is that we finally, uh, the Washington Redskins have finally did it. They have finally removed not only the uh, name, they've also removed the logo and the mascot. Uh, hold on, we got another one. Yeah, it was Glee. He's saying it was Glee. It was Glee, yeah. Yeah, uh, shout out. Yeah, Glee was actually a good show. People shit on the show, but it's actually a good show. And also, I guess the people are saying that it's, the show is cursed because there's another guy on the show that committed suicide? Yeah, I heard about it. Yeah, but he was like a, a a pedo or something like that, and he was about to be convicted. So he's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. It, yeah, the show was that show was fucked up, you know. Uh, but yeah, anyway, we're going back to it. Let's talk about this because this is actually some pretty big, heavy news on this because the Washington Redskins have changed their logo, changed the mascot. They are going to need say release a new logo and a new mascot, but they have not released it yet. What is going to be? So that being said, I'm gonna back all the way the fuck back. And let Eli take care of this. Oh, am I? Is it token engine time? Yes, that's why you're on the show. That's <laughs> from the land of sky blue. Waters. Just like when anytime oh. I get needs a black when Black History Month, Leroy, write this article. <laughs> uh, well, I, I haven't. I, I mean, yeah, this has been a long time coming. I mean, it's been getting um, some some push for the past few weeks. I mean, in light of the riots, you know, that's happened and um, everybody's sort of checking their racial cards. This has been back in the news once again. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been going on for decades. People don't know that. My mom actually was at the Super Bowl back in 1991 here in Minneapolis when the Redskins were playing the Super Bowl and they were protesting back then. I was in high school. So this has been going on for decades, even right, even before I knew about that. So this is not anything new. They have been fighting to change this name for a very long time. Um, and yes, in the past few weeks, there's been get this has been getting attention. I've been remained silent on it for the most part because it's the same old argument. It's the same old shit. You're getting the same old. You're saying the same shit over and over. And I've been saying it for years. But I guess I can say something now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I guess I'll say something. So, where to start? <laughs> um, Let them use you. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's nice to know that finally one sports team is no longer publicly insulting Native Americans anymore. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's a nice small step towards the right direction. Um, I do think it kind of sucks that they're only changing it because they're losing money and not because it's the right thing to do. You know, right. they're not, they're not going to get their stadium or whatever the fuck. So they got, I mean, the it's the same thing with Mississippi and the Confederate flag. Yeah. Why they're doing yeah. this now. Yeah. They're losing, they're losing money, not because it's the right thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, so this whole, um, the, I think they're going to use this as a, you know, the, as an excuse to, to, um, to pretend that racism is done. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that, you know, this is going to become like the, you know, the new MAGA hat or the new Confederate flag. I mean, I think people are going to start, they're going to wear the Redskins logo and stuff as some sort of rebellious pride to pretend they're being victimized about losing their freedoms and all that shit. Right. And, you know, 
you know, like they, they, they're losing their rights and all that. Even when all actuality, they just, they don't want darkies to remain silent and or be invisible. <laughs> right. Because they know any, any, any people, are, the microscope is on everybody nowadays. Yeah. That's, that's, what's yeah. Like, I mean, this is like, yeah, they're going to, you know, or they're going to use it as an excuse to say racism is over. Like, like when Obama became president. Right. Oh, there's a black president. Racism's done. <laughs> right. Then Trump gets in there and is back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's still it's still going on. Yeah. Right. I've been seeing the backlash, you know. <laughs> you know. See, we got a black man in the office. It's yeah, over. See? It's yeah. <laughs> all that's matter. You know. Yeah, like I said, this is just it all comes back to them feeling threatened about their their way of thinking being, you know, not being the only way of thinking. <laughs> you know what I mean? That that the 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 white Anglo-Saxon Protestant Judeo-Christian perspective is the default way of thinking in most of the world. Right. And you everything know? else is ethnic, minority, yeah, is a, whatever. Yeah. It's an other. You check the other box. Yeah. Like <laughs> right. you said, checking boxes, you right. know, that's the other. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so that perspective is what basically rules the world and they're and their comfort in that perspective. And this challenges that way of thinking. That's, and that's why they're feeling threatened. You know, um, you know they, they're just so comfortable in their position of racial, you know, supremacy that mm-hmm. <laughs> any other way of thinking, you know, is a threat to them. Right. You know, and, and they, and they, um, they, you know, they make excuses like, you know, oh, I don't, I, I don't, it doesn't offend me. Why is it offensive to you? Blah, blah, blah. Because they're not the minority. They don't right. understand that. They don't mm-hmm. get that. They, they make excuses. You know, they want to say, oh, it's honor. It's we're honoring Indians and all that shit, which is bullshit because there's no honor in it. There is right. none. You know, especially all, since it's a racial slur, you know. Yeah. The, all the shit that the fans do, all these sports fans dressing up in headdress with the war paint and the red face and woo 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 and hooting and hollering with the tomahawk chops. Right. That's the same shit that kids used to make fun of me with. Right. You know what I mean? Because you know, I mean if you, if you play it off like a mascot, right. That's that's what and, yeah, and that's the only there, thing people see. There's no honor in it. The name the name refers to the native adversary. It mm-hmm. referred you're honoring fear mongering of natives. You right. know, you're referring to when natives were the enemies of the country and were a threat to white expansion, you know, so that that's what that's referring to. You're naming your team after monsters, basically, <laughs> when Indi- back when Indians were considered the boogeymen, right. <laughs> you know, that's what that is referring to. So people who don't find it offensive is just proving that they're ignorant, that they, well, lack- they can't see through the lens of anybody else, but they can't yeah. see past their own you know, perspective. Yeah. They lack the, yeah, they lack per, the, the understanding of a different perspective, mm-hmm. you know, because they don't think it's a big deal, but it is, it is a right. big deal. Because it's not it's a big a, deal to them. Yeah. Right. It's been a big deal for a long time. You're just not listening to the people who do think it's a big deal. Right. Just like Trump you know? saying he invented Juneteenth. No, it's been yeah. around before you said it. Yeah. Still. And because it's been proven, it's been proven that stereotypes have a negative effect on the people that are being stereotyped. absolutely absolutely like yeah. why about people getting shot left and right that's why yes. because you only see what you see on tv or what you perspective so you automatically see that person as a threat yeah stereotypes have a you know it affects their self-esteem it affects how they view themselves how their how their outlook on life is 
you know, that, you know, it makes them feel like lesser citizens and other people view them as lesser than, right. you know, and, and sports teams, I mean, racism against natives in particular is so normalized in our, in our world. It's just so tolerated and accepted. And these sports teams have allowed that, you know, they, right. they, they have contributed to the, the dehuman, dehumanizing of native people. Right, because what's bigger than professional sports or football, you know? Yeah, by presenting natives as as these cartoon characters, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So, yeah, negative stereotypes have a negative effect on the people. You know, why do you think I hate every native character in comic books, in movies, in TV? I think they got to put a gun in your head to make you read X-Men. Yeah, (laughs) I I mean, it's all, all these negative stereotypes they just feed into this this negative image of who I thought I was supposed to be. It's like I almost, you know, every time I see a native on TV, it's it's either, you know, like I said, a sports jersey or a Halloween costume or, you know, a, a, or it's a documentary during Thanksgiving, you know, mm-hmm. or John Wayne's always kicking our asses. You know, Indians were always losers, you know, or there's like, like I said, cartoony cavemen running around with feathers and, and right and cowboys and drawers. indians just like cops and robbers right you know? yeah it's it's yeah they're just cartoony clowns and i hated all of it it's almost like i it's almost like i resented that part of myself it's mm-hmm. like indians are a bunch of losers i don't want to be an indian i don't you know and that was like i i rejected my native identity i didn't want to be a kid uh native as a kid you know all my heroes didn't look like me you know and that's because all i saw of native representation were these cartoony, you know, clowns. Right. You saw Kevin Costner, you know, being a hero and, you know. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, and we have yet, we have yet to have seen. So even though they're changing the name of the Redskins, there's still a long way to go because we have yet to have seen a Native American family sitcom on primetime American television. Right. Where's where's your version of Fresh Off the Boat? Yeah. Yeah, there's that doesn't exist, has not right. ever existed, you know. Um, so I mean, and to non-natives, that stereotype, those images, it's a novelty to them. They think it's it's intriguing, you know, they like the stereotype. There's a fascination with the lawless heathen, the wild savage, because it represents a time period in this country, you know, when you know, when the when when the, the West was wild and untamed. You know, a time period before, you know, white man laws and civilization uh, 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 made their lives boring and mundane. So they hold on to these stereotypes because, you know, they're, they're fascinated with the, that, that savage, untamed, primal caveman or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that uncivilized world, you know, there's a fascination in that. So they want to hold on to these stereotypes. They're in love with these stereotypes. They like they like that image of the godless uh Exactly. Uh, savage, wild savage, or yeah, or the the hypersexualized Indian princess who's a submissive sex slave. They want to keep those. They want to keep that shit, you know, because when they define us, they define. That's their definition of who we are. And by right. defining us, they were able to colonize us. They were able to, by dehumanizing us. They were able to wipe us out. It was just mm-hmm. easy. So this is all about. This changing of the name is just one step closer to us defining ourselves. Indigenous right. people are finally going to define who we are and not 
them. We're, 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 we're no longer going to be their definition. We're going to define who we are because they don't want the real native perspective or identity. They want that stereotype because right. it, it's easier. Just a two-dimensional mascot version of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So if it wasn't a big deal to them to publicly insult my people for the past 100 years, mm-hmm. then it's going to be no big deal for them to reap for another team. Right. And that's that's what we're going to do. We're going to like, why should this why should changing a racial stereotype should offend you? You would think that's what we all would want, you know. Yeah, you're going to be fine. You're going to be just fine. Right. (laughs) Do you think think it's going to get the ball rolling? Because like I said, the the Washington Redskins is the tip of the iceberg. So what about the Cleveland Indians, the Atlanta Braves, you know? Yeah, I just found I had no idea. I just found this out recently. But the Chicago Blackhawks. You know, who I'm a fan of. I'll watch right. some black hockey. I, I like watching hockey. And mm-hmm. Chicago, they're just a hop, skipping a jump from where I'm at here in the Twin Cities. And, I'll, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I'll root, I have rooted for the Blackhawks before. But I just now learned that the Blackhawks are named after their chief. That was a chief. I mean, have, have you ever seen the, uh, the, the mascot? Yeah, I've seen the mascot. And yeah. I, didn't, I didn't really mind it. I didn't understand. Like, okay, it's a Blackhawk, but why are you got an Indian head? And then I found out that it was a it was the chief. I was oh okay, so you named your team after a, a real life person, you know. You never see you know, like they, they're not going to say like the Washington Martin Luther Kings or the the New York Jesus Christs, you know. Right. I mean? <laughs> or the, why is it okay? Why, yeah. Why is it okay to take our real people and turn them into cartoons? Right. You know. But but now but but the thing is, what we're starting to figure out that if you want change done. You hurt them in where it hurts the most, hurt their pockets. Yeah. That's where you, if you want to get shit done, that's how you get shit done. And so. yeah, I, and I think because of the riots, because of the, we have the, the biggest civil rights movement going on right now, mm-hmm. I think that the momentum from that got this rolling. And I, you know, thank, you know, Black Lives Matter, all that shit. Big ups to y'all for keeping up the struggle and representing. And like I said, it's all connected. You're, right. You're, you're, you got the ball rolling. That's the main thing. You know, black folks' reparations and native folks' treaty rights are, you know, they're connected. Hey, if we get our shit, Eli, you get your shit. Yeah. <laughs> we got a whole shit ton of comics here. Who? How would? You yeah, yeah we got a bunch of. Co- hey, keep the comments coming, guys. Yeah. You, you bring them. We're gonna we're gonna call yeah. them out. Shout out to y'all, you guys, for uh, uh, absolutely listening. Okay, Cleveland Indians is absolute garbage name, and that yeah, that dude's yeah, it's a cartoon. You know, it's a red <laughs> face. Smile like the Joker. It's a red Joker with a fucking feather in his hair. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah. So now that we got that done, hopefully we can get the uh, Milwaukee Bucks taken care of next. But <laughs> that's another topic for another day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's move on to something a little bit lighter that I know every other YouTuber besides us hate. But I guess they might like it, I guess. So let's talk about that. The CW has cast a new Batwoman. Yeah, and I know everybody's excited, but not really excited because nobody watched the show, but everybody hates the show. <laughs> that's the funny thing about it. Because, and I, here's the thing, Eli, I'm gonna say something that's gonna surprise you for a second. I think they should have picked somebody else. Okay, I'm not saying I'm not excited about the casting. I don't even know who this is. I just know she's flat out gorgeous, but I mean, she's hot. hot Yeah, but as far as like acting, but I know nothing about her. I might watch it now because she. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because you know she's gonna make out with another chick, so you like open. (laughs) Yeah, I I watch for the plot. (laughs) This is the plot. (laughs) 
Yeah, unpopular opinion. I didn't find Ruby Rose hot. I think she looked like a a shitty member of an emo metal band and shit. And that's the funny <laughs> thing about it. Yeah, yes, she is mad bad. Let's see. Now, here's the funny thing about Ruby Rose. Everybody was pissed about her because, okay, some people was pissed because they said they were pandering by, by casting, you know, a, a, a gay woman to play Batwoman. But the gay community, from what I'm hearing, were pissed about Ruby Rose because they're saying she's not gay enough. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is not gay enough? What does she have to do to be gayer? Yeah, I, I don't know. But. I, I don't know, but people just pissed off about this. But the thing is, um, this actress, I don't know her name, don't know who she's playing, whatever like that. The point is, she's also bisexual. People getting pissed because, why she got to be bisexual? Why she got to be cast bisexual? Because Batwoman is a bisexual character in the in the movie, I mean, in the TV show. Yes, we know it's a completely different character, but it's something already big building up as, you know, LGBT. Might well keep that train going, you know. Uh, now you can ask, why is that making a big deal? Why can't she just be LGBT and not, you know, announce it with a bullhorn to everybody? You know, uh, let's be honest, it's 2020. Every chick I've met in the last 10 years has all been bisexual. You know, that's just and me. And do they, do they not other, understand the CW? <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> Does like, anybody? <laughs> the Berlanti universe is nothing but gay for. I mean, like I said, like he's everybody, all gay. It's, yeah, because Berlanti's gay. It's like, wait a second, is he straight? Is Arrow straight? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like but the, the more straight people are the minorities start... on that show. Right. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> but but that's okay. Like I said, we got... But okay, let me get back to the point what I was trying to make. Now, like I said, me personally, I think they should have went another direction with casting Batwoman. And I'll tell you to say, because I've actually... You know what? Luis Sanchez, I'm almost going to agree with you because I feel like... She's cast as the perfect Batwoman. But as far as Kate Kane, I think she's bland as shit. That's just me. Oh. But she she pulls the look off in the costume. I give it that. You see, I didn't I didn't watch it. I only watched like three or four episodes. I, I didn't stick around to where she got her wig and shit. Okay. So I watched I, the I, entire season. Yeah. Just like every other pissed off. But I, I actually like the show. I'm not saying it's the greatest thing ever. And I, you know, I stopped everything I was doing. And I didn't hate watch it either. I watched the show. I got into it. I'm like, okay, it's pretty interesting. I'm not like these other YouTubers that will watch every single episode of Batwoman and then make an hour and a half review of how much it sucks and then break down everything about it. Uh, in the commercial break, when it came back five minutes in, uh, look how she's walking and talking and acting. Like, how do you know everything about this show if you hate it so much? But yeah. that's my thing. But Here's my opinion of what they should have done with Batwoman. Now, I know the CW does not listen to my opinion at all, but that's the reason they're in a situation they are now, because they don't listen to me. So here's what I pick. Now, on the show of Batwoman, uh, Batwoman had, and I'll show you, this, this is my pick who should have been Batwoman. Boom. I know you don't know who this is, but she's on the show. Now, the thing is, she's on the show. She plays Batwoman's ex-girlfriend. Now, the thing is, she has the exact same training as Batwoman. She's just as good as Batwoman. She knows Batwoman's secret. She knows where the cave is. She's even come for Bat Batwoman a whole bunch of times. So if you're going to get somebody else to play Batwoman, why not pick somebody that's already on the show? You could easily just say, okay, Ruby Rose left. She's going to take over as Batwoman. If she knows everything she can do, why not? And plus, narrative-wise, it keeps the story going. Now That's the narrative stops because you got a whole bunch of per you got a whole brand new person nobody's ever met before. You're gonna shoot her in there, even though the bat costume and cave costumes will be a secret. Oh, this person knows who it is, even though we don't know who this person is. You know, 
I think narrative wise, that will slow the story down where if you kept the other person going, that would speed the story up. And well, I'm thinking that, okay, but maybe they won't go that route because she's black. And if you make it black, you got to change the entire marking of it. I'm going to take, I'm going on a tangent. I'm going on a tangent, but I'm going on a tangent anyway. Yeah. The gates are open. The gates are open. I'm going to just say this and just move on here. Because the thing is, when you have a white lead and a black lead in a TV show, the marketing is completely different on it. You may not even notice this. Uh, on When you watch a show, when you watch Friends, Friends will have a, a McDonald's commercial with nothing but white people. But when you watch Martin or Fresh Prince, all of a sudden Calvin is on the McDonald's commercial and he just got his job and he's just trying to do this stuff like that. So they do this on person. They do specific marketing based on the lead of the character. There's nothing I'm making up. This is research. This is scientific. This is marketing. This shit is yeah. just look it up. Know, it's yeah. there. <laughs> so yeah. don't think I'm you're just making. First, you're the first one to graduate from college. Right. <laughs> <laughs> look at Calvin. We're so proud of him for graduating yeah. from McDonald's. <laughs> Donate to the United Negro College Fund because the mine is a bear. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so that's my whole point. So you start fact- seeing those jail, the fucking bail bond commercials. Right. <laughs> oh, the, the malt liquor commercials. <laughs> yeah, there's he comes Billy D. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let the smooth taste fool you. <laughs> what the fuck you doing in a, a malt liquor commercial on the NBA playoffs, yeah. you know? Sam Jackson, what's in your wallet? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> But oh, pay attention when you see this stuff because this is clear. They are targeting their marketing. I can't wait for a native TV show, man. <laughs> I don't even know what kind of McDonald's commercial you guys are going to get. You know? Yeah, man. Fucking fry bread commercial and shit. <laughs> <laughs> the jokes write themselves. Yeah. yeah. Hillsbury oh, flour makes the best fry bread. <laughs> Have you had your break today? <laughs> oh shit okay so that's my whole point so that would have slowed down the narrative but the point is i'm thinking they're not going to do it because they're having a black lead change complete market of it but cw just going to be cw and just say fuck it and just have a black lead so we're going to get mcdonald's commercials down in the middle of cw so i don't know and people are like oh they're just pandering how they pan- they were already pandering so that's my thing like People saying it's going to bring hate to the Batwoman show. How can the people that hate the show hate the show even more than what it is now? Yeah. You got a lesbian gender race swapped version of Batman. Okay. Now she's black. <laughs> you going to hate show more? <laughs> they pretty much gone off the deep end. You can't go any further than what they've done before. So that's that's my thing. Oh, uh, I just hope, I, I mean, I, I, I really like her hair. And I think it would be cool if she kept her hair instead of that stupid wig. Uh, that's my but, thing. Okay. But, but would that would that would that give her identity away? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. But here's the thing: Batwoman on the show admitted she was gay. Like we don't even know you're gay, Batwoman. Like like the character in the Gotham Gazette, she just was in full costume. I'm gay. We don't care. You're Batwoman. <laughs> Whoop somebody's ass. <laughs> okay. uh, Creeper cry for the Batman and Batman family to go in there. I agree with you. Two uh, thousand man reborn. It doesn't yeah. really bother me that much. I understand that it's another thing, so I'm not crying for Batman or Nightwing to be in the show, even though they teased that Hush it, it became whatever. Fuck it. I don't have time to explain Batwoman. Uh, but I'm going to be interested to see where it goes. I want to see. If I it's actually might check it out. I might, you know, because, yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious. And, and maybe that's why they did it, because making a new announcement of a new character, it draws more interest in the show than just carrying a, a character that was already on the show. This generates news. So, fuck it, why not? I will admit that, you know, yeah, all these shows about Batman without Batman being in it gets a little, you know, Gotham, and then you had the Alfred show. Oh, oh, Eli, are are you reading my mind? Am I? 
Are you? Telekinesic? Yeah, you can, yeah telekinesic? We, we, Professor X. Yeah, all this shit. Wait, who's you know? this? Maybe we need to flip this shit next time. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, we're transitioning, but in a good way. Uh, <laughs> next thing we're going to do is talk about because, yes, they are bringing another Batman show on there and it's coming to HBO Max. And the show, I don't know what the fuck the show's going to be called, Gotham PD or something. Uh, wait, we got another comment before I jump in this bad boy. Let's see. What Without we got. Batman, coming soon. <laughs> what? Maybe Batman's going to be. Maybe she put on makeup in the hood. Watchmen. Oh, like Sister Knight? Huh. Oh. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, okay, so the thing we're talking about now is that, yes, HBO Max has ordered a Gotham PD show that's going to be based in the same universe as the, the Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson, Batman universe. So it's all, it's all connected, you know. Um, Eli, did we just have the show? What I the Gotham? did. Yeah. I did. I and I I stuck around for Gotham for a while. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. it it's funny. It's funny. I stuck around for Batwoman. Couldn't stick around for Gotham. But in yeah. my defense, I think I wish I did that too. I wish I would have dropped <laughs> Gotham and then watched Batwoman. <laughs> but in my defense, Batwoman is one season. It's like I watched eight seasons of Batwoman. I'm pretty sure I don't have that kind of you know stamina to do that. But yeah. What they're doing is that they're making a Gotham PD, I mean, a, a, a Gotham PD show based off the same character. And I'm pretty sure Jeffrey Wright might, you know, be the head of this show. Basically, what they want to do, and I should have had that picture. They're going to do a Gotham PD, basically. Uh, for those who don't know, there was a Gotham PD TV show. When, I'm, I'm sorry, comic that was based on the regular cops of Gotham PD. It, Batman wasn't in it. It was about the, uh, you know, it was about the regular Gotham PD. And it's basically what Gotham is based on, like the TV show Gotham is based on. They decided to turn the TV show, but they wanted to have this Smallville cake and eat it too. So they decided to do all that stuff, which why they did, who knows. But hey, it happened. So they're doing now. Um, here's what I think, Eli. People are, like, people are so confused on what the DC Universe is doing. There's no confusion. It's simple what they're doing. Give them more Batman shit. <laughs> More Batman shit. They're making, they're rolling out a Batman extended universe, a cinematic universe. That's what they're doing. Like they got the MCU, this is going to be the BCU. Because yeah. what DC has realized is Batman is the only thing they have that sells. That's it. Consistently. They may have a spike here and there with, you know, Aquaman or some shit, you know, but something that's cons consistently sell is going to be Batman. So what they're going to do is just make a Batman cinematic universe. Batman, Batgirl, Huntress, Nightwing, Robin, Orphan, apparently it's going to be based on Greg Rucker. Yeah, that, what did I say? Gotham PD? I meant to say Gotham Central. Gotcha. I'm glad you brought up Greg Rucker. We're going to talk. Yeah, we're going to talk more about Greg Rucker also. He's, re on. he's reading your mind too. <laughs> he, we're, we're all connected. We are all. This is all synergy. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because we're going to talk about Greg Rucker later on in the show also. Uh, so yeah, that's my thing. They're just going to make a whole bunch of and and if this is successful, it's going to be more shit because HBO Max is doubling down on DC shit. Because they know DC is pretty much Warner Brothers' biggest property, so they're gonna milk the fuck out of it. Uh, if, if, if Batman sells, give me more Batman. You know, mm -hmm. uh, what do we have here? Okay, so I guess we can get into, yeah. Oh shit, let's see. Okay, I don't have it in me right now, but I guess we can go into the actual movie because we watched the movie. We did. We didn't watch a movie. So the movie we watched is, uh oh, that's why I don't have it because I didn't catch that, but that is okay. We're going to do this. The movie we watched is actually called The Old Guard. The Old Guard is the movie we watched. Uh, and for those that don't know, and it's on Netflix if you want to know where you can watch because you can't go to the movies and watch anything nowadays. 
and so everything is on netflix so if you want to watch something netflix where it is and i'm going to pull this up right here boom because the thing about this movie is it is on netflix and i got all kind of fucked up shit but it's on netflix and we watched it and for people that don't know about the old guard that it's actually based on a comic it is based on an image comic that is uh written by greg rucker and not only was it written by Greg Rucker, Greg Rucker actually wrote the screenplay screenplay to the movie for Netflix. So he's keeping his foot in Hollywood also, which pretty much every comic book writer is trying to do nowadays also. They're just writing a comic to sell to Hollywood so they can just write the shit. That's all they're doing. Now, for mm-hmm. those not familiar with Greg Rucker, we just said a second ago, or one of our comments just mentioned that Greg Rucker uh, wrote Gotham Central, which one, Gotham was uh lightly adapted to plus this hbo max gotham series also he wrote a bunch of wonder woman comics also he's also uh adapted stump town into a, a tv show also so stump town that is him? also that's him yes yeah, stump town is a comic also i don't know if yeah. it's dark dark horse or image or whatever it is that's him he that's his comic he pitched the abc so that's uh, him so greg if greg rucker does nothing else he knows how to you know write a comic about badass women so, uh, Eli, I'm going to let you start because I'm going to try to get some production stuff set up. I'm going to let you start and you let us know what you thought about the old guard. Uh, I thought it was all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Glowing uh, review. Um, I mean, I read the comic before I watched the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad I, I did. The exact opposite, but yeah. I'm glad I did because I actually enjoyed the comic a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie I thought was okay. I mean, it, it, it was a... F- pretty faithful adaption to the comic mm-hmm. um I, I guess my only thing is i i i wasn't a fan of the action i guess mm-hmm. um um i i watched the raid too much i watched john wick too much you know <laughs> <laughs> you know oh is, is this not is, is this not violent enough for me maybe I, I knew it was gonna be that i was like damn it i know eli's gonna complain about the violence in this movie <laughs> <laughs> i mean it was the way it was shot. I mean, it was R-rated violence. It was it was violent enough. I guess it's just the way it was shot. You know, I'm, I watch a lot of kung fu flicks all the time. Practically every Sunday is basically kung fu theater to me. You mm-hmm. know, I watch a couple kung fu flicks. I just throw them on on Sundays. It's like a ritual. It's like my church, you know? <laughs> so I'm used to, like, the choreography. And I, I, I could see that I could tell what they were going for with the action, but it was just the way it was shot, you know? Um Action choreography also involves camera work. When you don't have a camera work synced into the fight, what's going on in the fight scenes, mm-hmm. it gets a little confusing. So that's like my main critique um, was just, it was hard to see some of the, the action. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I thought it was pretty well adapted. Um, it, it was pretty very cl- well adapted. Yeah, it was. It, it stuck pretty close to that first trade that I read. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than that, I didn't like the soundtrack, like the songs that they the chose. Soundtrack, oh god! They just started all of a sudden. I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? Am I watching? Is this? I'm like, CW. <laughs> am I watching some teeny bopper movie? Am I right. watching? Yeah, am I watching a CW? Right, you're watching a CW show. Like, all right. of a sudden, some weird, yeah, some weird pop, shitty pop song would just pop up on the fucking movie, and I'm like, what the hell? And kind of ruined the mood for me, <laughs> you know? Uh, maybe I'm just too metal for that, but uh, yeah, that was my so. I wish the action was a little better and the soundtrack sucked, but I thought it was a pretty, it, it was, it stuck really close to the, to the, to the comic. I mean, it was Greg Rucker writing it. So. Right. Greg um, Rucker wrote the screenplay of this one. So. 
the performances are fine. Charlize Theron, of course, she's, you know, Furiosa and Atomic Blonde. So she's proven that she can do her action scenes. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, um, I, I, I thought it was okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Three out of five. Three out of five. Okay, good, good, strong, good, strong. Uh, uh, okay, so what do I think about the old guard? Now, I do want to give a disclaimer. Not a disclaimer, but I do want to mention that uh, I don't know the name of the director of this one, but it is the first black woman to ever direct a, a comic book movie. So that's pretty good. Um, oh, okay. I, yeah, I just want to throw that out there. You know, uh, I think the first black one period was Tim Story of Fantastic Four. Most people don't know that. Uh, that's probably also the reason why you didn't get another black actor. I mean, director, you know, recording anything after that. Uh, but yeah, I pretty much everything you you nailed you nail uh, you hit the nail on the head, Eli. Everything you said, I pretty much thought the same thing. I thought that the direction of this movie was slightly better than the normal Netflix shit we get. But I wouldn't see this in the theaters. Yeah. I, I felt like it's it's not theater quality. The fight scenes were good, okay. Uh, even some of the acting I thought was good. Okay. There was a few scenes that, like really hit the nail on the head for the most part. The movie just kind of went through the motions, yeah. uh, which yeah. was actually, yeah, was actually yeah. was kind of disappointing because you know, the thing about the comic is that the comic is actually like really stylized. Yeah. I'm trying to see yeah. if I can pull up some images. There were some up. really powerful moments I thought in the comic that I right. felt in the movie, they just sort of glossed over. You yeah, know? and the, and the thing about the comic is that, like for instance, like uh, this this scene right here, and I'm gonna show this right quick. Uh, this scene was completely omitted from the comic. All I mean, from the movie altogether. Remember this scene? Boom, 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 boom. I'm gonna see if I can show it. Chrome tab. Yeah, this scene right here. Remember that scene? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, the scene where she yes. fell in love with the with the uh, slave. There was and, more, yeah. There was a lot of the comic dealt with a lot of the history, mm-hmm. you know. A and lot that's of, the thing that because yeah. that, that was some of the most interesting stuff when yeah. they went back in time and were doing this stuff. And even when they went back in time with you, could tell they didn't really have the budget to pull this off. You can tell the budget of this movie really wasn't all that. No, like this wasn't a, a movie budget. This was like a, a lower end budget. Uh, like Charlie Sterling, she killed it. I mean, she this type of shit, she could play this role in the sleep. Yeah, and to me, she cared even though she wasn't like she didn't wasn't in the movie all that much like you didn't see her all throughout the movie when she was there she carried the movie on her back that was she did i did like uh the the new the new chick kiki lane yeah she's supposed to be let me see what what are we saying an eon flux sequel <clears throat> i never saw the eon flux movie i did oh it was t- it sucked it was shit. I mean, I remember the I remember the animated show on MTV, but I never saw. And that was pretty decent, but you know. Uh, but I think like these action type roles, she can play this shit in her sleep. Uh, Kiki Lane was pretty cool. I, I get what she her role was in it because she played a different role than what it was in the comics. In the comics, she showed up, boom on the team, let's go. In this one, she asked like a fifty million questions. But what does this do? What did that do? What did they do? I get it. I get it. She's the point of view character. Yeah. So. She's got to be there to be the newbie because she's asking the question that we want to ask. Because every time she says some shit, well, why do they do what they do? You know, because that. So when they answer her, they're answering her us because she's our point of view character through through that uh, action scenes. Some of them pretty cool. Uh, like I said, like you said, if you want to know the difference between the comic and the movie, it really isn't much. They yeah. pretty much took the comic and just threw this shit on on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, they kind of trimmed some stuff down, but even some of the dialogue was like lifted wholesale from there. Like a lot of the dialogue was like whole panels, whole pages, stuff like that. They didn't yeah. change anything, you know. Yeah. 
the character was there. The character was pretty much acted how exactly how they acted in, in the in the comic. Uh, Charlie Theron, uh character wasn't as much a a bitch. <laughs> I guess I said. I suppose, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was she had a little bit more personality too in the in the comic. She was just drinking. Sex, she was all just the, cold blooded, just cold blooded, <laughs> no emotional whatsoever. But Charlie Staring didn't take it to that level, which I'm glad she did. That's another thing. Like when they sh- when they're shooting at each other, when they're mm-hmm. getting an argument, and they just start shooting at each other in the cop. That was pretty funny. <laughs> that I, was funny as hell. And that, that was funny was... as hell. But and the thing was, I don't think you could do that in the movie because the tone the movie was trying to make it would just been weird. They just get pissed off and just start because they can't die. So like, fuck okay. it, I'm just shoot you. Yeah, they're just shooting at each other because they're pissed off at each other. <laughs> and then they, they just die. empty clips and just like that. And then people get, y'all stop shooting at each other. And then they shoot and at each other. And then she just shoots, she just pulls out the AK and brr, cut it out. Brr. That was the best scene in the fucking comic. Yeah. <laughs> Completely yeah. omitted. Like, what the hell? Yeah, that was great. And then it wasn't in the movie. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, now, spoiler, there is one major, major, major change from the comic that was in the movie that honestly, Eli, I thought that was a pretty good change. It was, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go the, ahead and say it. The witch, the witch hunt or whatever. Uh, no, not not that. Even though that wasn't in there either. I think that's in the second book. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so it's in there. But the biggest change is what they did with Shirley Theron. That uh, spoiler, you haven't seen it. Spoiler, she turns normal like halfway through the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden she's like, yeah, and because in, in the comics she she never she never turned normal. She was immortal the whole time. But and we don't even know when she turned normal in the comic. I mean, in, in the movie. All we know is that, you know, when she went through that uh, tunnel was like killing all the dudes, stuff like that. And one dude got her on the shoulder. She was normal then going through that shit. Yeah. It was when so, that, when her homie shot her. The one who no, no, no. It was before that. It was before that. Because I thought she got shot and then it wasn't healing. Right. But she knew she was normal before that. Uh, oh. Remember when uh, the, the guys got kidnapped, the two guys got kidnapped, and she went through that whole place by herself. They were like, wait for the signal, wait for the signal. When she went tearing through those guys, she was normal then. And one of them got her, and she was like, why am I not healing? You know, that's why she went to that store clerk and oh, store okay. patched her up, and she was like... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, she, and, cause, and that's why she put the coat on. She was like, I can't let anybody know what's going on. And that's when they shot it. That's when everybody else knew, you yeah. know. Uh, she would tell Edgeboy's character in the comic was much more of a dick than he is in, in, the, in the movie. Uh, in the movie, he, he seemed like he is trying to do the right thing. In the comic, he's just like, fuck, I'm just going to get paid. I don't care, you know. Other than that, everything else is pretty much the same. The action beats play out the exact same. Uh, only thing is the comic goes into a little bit more detail. That's all. I feel like if I just watched the movie by itself, I didn't really connect with these characters. But watching the movie and the comic together, I felt like I connected with these characters. I knew the characters' names. I knew their personality, what they were trying to do, yada, yada, yada. Like I understood what Greg Rucker was trying to do. And any change that was done from the comic to the movie, Greg Rucker did it. Yeah. Like he was the one that approved the change that okay, instead of her being regular, she's gonna be normal, you know, in this one. So I thought that was pretty cool too. So hold on, raises the stakes on her character. Now yeah, that's the thing, because in the in the comic, you're just like, okay, they can't die, whatever. But in the movie, when she finds out she can't die, you don't know if she's gonna die and Kiki Lang is gonna just take over like halfway through the movie or, or what, you know. So it does bring tension and drama to it. So good change on Greg Rucker. What do we got here? Did you hear about Charlie Theron recent comments about action stars? Uh I did. I didn't really pay attention. I know she said she's going to whoop his ass or something. She's fat and he can't fight. Whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, but overall, yes, I'm going to give it a three out of five. I'm trying to see if there's anything else left on Old Guard that I can talk about. Not really. Uh, I don't think it, people are like going crazy. Oh, you just got to watch it. Oh, this is the greatest movie. No, it's not. It's it's a, 
It's a Netflix movie. Yeah. It's a of uh, the regular Netflix movie. Yeah. Uh but it's, it's 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 a new it's it's a it's a it's Highlander for a new era, you know. Pretty much, yeah. 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 So uh but they did bring up some really good things though. Not like I said, I, I'm not too familiar with Highlander, but did they bring up the because when he went into that detail about about immortality and how immortality sucks, yeah. I thought that was pretty deep. That was that was a yeah. really interesting discussion, both in the comics and in the movie, you know, yeah. especially since when Kiki Lane, you know, she had the uh the cell phone looking at her family. And Sherry Stern was like, see, my family didn't even exist with cell phones. I don't even remember what my family looked like. Yeah. You know? So I thought that was some that was some good scenes. I felt like with a better director, if you could tell this is our first time director, she's the she regular director. With a better director, I feel like we would have had a better movie. The the material is there. Yeah. Yeah, but it just <laughs> it just felt so yeah. It was CW-ish. a little- yeah, it, it was a little, it was a little bland at some. Point. Yeah, that's the thing, and especially since the, the comic was so stylized. That's what that's what hurts about it. Yeah. You think you have something a visual flair? The director have a visual flair like the comic had, and it was just TV show ish, Netflix ish. Yeah, it was, it was made. It was a it's a made for TV movie. Yeah, that's slightly better than made for TV movie, but not much. Yeah, yeah, there was swearing, there was blood, there was plenty of violence. It's just you know they do that on TV now. FX, you know. F- FX go harder than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, so. but you know, some of that those those fight scenes are that. There's a lot of choreography and 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 that's a process. And uh, you know, it's like when I watch. You remember RZA when he made a uh, Man with the Iron Fist? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's his first movie and shit, and it's just okay because right because he is his, his first time doing it right it's his first time doing it and he's trying to make a kung fu movie using wire work and all this shit and it just didn't have the same graceful flair that you know yun Wu ping or core yun would have did in their movies and shit you know taping this yeah so you know, know like a, a amateur version of somebody that watched those movies yeah or like a john Wu, where that you know this is what they do they have a they have a style to it and you know i think he just bit off more than he could chew yeah <laughs> so appreciate him doing it but yeah it didn't yeah. it's a learning <laughs> like, process maybe next time <laughs> yeah we we would have hoped that he wouldn't use us as his learning process like figure the shit out first and then make a movie <laughs> don't use us as your student project <laughs> yeah oh shit all right so can we move on to the next part of the podcast sure okay this is it this is the uh like i said this is the comic book bullies where we talk about comic books and we're just going to dive into it. And I'm going to see if I can get into it. But I can see it right now. So what we're going to do. Can I go first? Can I knock it out? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm going to knock it out. So what we're going to do is talk about Batman 94. And normally I would have like the panels going up and like that. But I'm going to just go off the top of my head and just do this shit. So, uh, and you can spoil the fuck out of it. I, I bought it, but I didn't read it yet. So, but I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Joker, right? Joker's done some shit. Well, this is the preload to the Joker War. This is supposed to be Joker's Billions, you know. Uh, yeah, so I don't have it right now, but fuck it, I'll go with it. Okay, so basically what the story is, is that, like I said, last time we saw, Batman uh, was stabbed in the leg by Deathstroke. He has a sword going through his leg, and he's in, you know, Wayne Tower, just pretty much just bleeding out. And Deathstroke told him, if you pull the sword out, you're going to bleed out in seconds. Now, people don't know this. I'm not in the medical profession. I'm not. But I do know that if you get stabbed, it's called a puncture wound. If you leave it in there, you have a chance, slim chance of surviving. But if you pull that bad boy out, you will bleed out on the floor in seconds. So if that ever happens to you, listeners, give me advice. Don't pull the blade out if you get stabbed. Remember in John Wick 2? Was it John Wick 2 where he stabbed uh, Drake? Not Drake. Common. 
Right. He stabbed Common. He's like, okay, if you take this blade out, you're going to bleed out. So right. you better get uh, to the hospital. Before most people are confused how Killmonger died so fast when he pulled the blade out at the end of Black Panther. That's why. Yeah. As long as he left the blade in, he had a chance to buy Pull the blade out, he's done. Anyway, that's out, what happens. Yeah. yeah, so the blade <laughs> is stuck in Batman's leg. He can't pull the blade out. And now I don't know how people, how familiar people are with Batman's lore, but this was a direct reference to Batman. Well, not a reference, but parallel to Batman year one. Because Batman just got his ass kicked. He has a sword going through his leg and he's just sitting in his in his uh chair and he's reminiscing the time in Batman year one, you know, when he was, you know, impersonating Travis Bickle and Taxi Driver and he got shot. And he's sitting in, you know, his chair in Wayne Manor, bleeding out, and he's like, if I, you know, I ring the bell, Alfred come with me, but I don't know if I should. He's basically thinking the same thing, like I just got my ass kicked. The city's in, in peril. I don't know if I should. So they have a pair between that. He like, I need a sign to know if I keep going. But before he can get a sign, Lucius Fox comes in the room, patches his leg up. He was like, okay, I patched his leg up, but you can't go anywhere. You got to sit still, Batman. Otherwise, you're going to bleed out internally, and you're not going to have any fear in your leg. But Batman being Batman, don't listen to what the fuck he's doing. He calls Catwoman because Catwoman had just been shot, remember, in the last uh, book. She's in Gotham Central, and Batman knows that if Batman, uh, you know, Joker's on the warpath, he's coming after her next. Oh, and yeah, all his money's gone too. Yeah, Joker has all. Yeah, yeah. and and matter of fact, Joker calls him on the phone. I have all your money, Bruce. You're broke. Oh, and I told the IRS that you embezzling money also, said because they're coming. They're seizing your house and they're coming for you. (laughs) So they'll be at they'll be at Wayne, you know, Manor in about thirty minutes, you know. And Lucius Fox basically telling him, "Look, Batman, or, or you know, Mr. Wayne, I know you hired me to fill in Alfred's position after he died, but." With all this bullshit going on right now, I got to run your company <laughs> because they come after you. They're coming after me also. So I got to do everything I can to fight your company, but I can't do both. So what you whatever you do next, you're on your own. And he's like, OK, fuck it. I'm Batman and just jumps out the window. Because you know? <laughs> uh, the thing is, he knows that uh, Joker is going to come at the Catwoman next. He knows he's coming at the Catwoman. By the time he gets to the uh, uh, Gotham Central to you know get Catwoman out of there. She's already gone. He don't know if she like dipped out the window, left whatever like that. And nobody's there except Joker's goons. Joker's goons are waiting at him. They shoot at him. He jumps out the window, whatever like that. So where is Catwoman? Catwoman is at the Iceberg Lounge. Penguin pulls her out because Penguin knew that Joker was finna come kill her. He was like, uh, uh, uh. Catwoman, you know I owe you a favor. You come with me. You're gonna chill in the cool room. So the cool room is where all the bad guys go in Gotham go to hide out when the heat is on or whenever Joker shows up and they just don't want to be fucking with him. <laughs> <You'd be bothered. laughs> uh, so they're just chilling out and Batman just realized, okay, I'm broke. I can't find Catwoman. My leg is bleeding out internally. I might be dead in time soon. Is but that fucking Condiment King up there? Or who is that? Is it? I did. I, I looked. I tried to see. <laughs> I'm trying to see. see I thought, I have all this Firefly, thing. but that's Firefly down on I the see floor. Firefly. I see some redhead dude. I see, uh, it was somebody else. Killer, Killer Croc. Croc got Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter. Pig. Firefly. Nightmare I think you're Pig or what his name is, whatever the fuck. Can't remember. Is that name. like the Red Hood dude or whatever? Probably. I, I think so. But, but the thing is, Batman's finally realized something that everything that has happened in Gotham is my fault. Because when I came to Gotham, all this insanity going on right now is basically what I did. When I came to Gotham at first, Alfred thought I was coming to Gotham to make Gotham better. No, I made myself better. And in doing that, Gotham is suffering for the shit I'm doing because the the bad guys are basically ramped up to match all the bullshit I'm doing. 
So everything I'm doing to make a Gotham worse. So I need to be a better Batman, but I need a sign. Alfred send me a sign. Now in Batman Year One, he asks his dad to send him a sign, and that's when the bat flies through the window and he lands on uh, his statue. He like yes, super, criminals are superstitious, cowardly, whatever he says. So in this one, uh, lightning strikes and the cloud forms a bat, and Batman thinks it's Alfred doing it, and he says, "Thank you, Alfred." I'll become a better Batman. Now, if this doesn't prove that Batman is fucking crazy, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's how the book ends. Apparently that thing that's on his leg is gone. I don't know if it's thick or whatever like that, but whatever. The band-aid? Yeah. The bat band-aid? The bat bat band-aid or whatever. Yeah, like that. (laughs) So, like I said, this was just a precursor to Joker War. So it was a pretty cool story. It's the finale. Yeah, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it a three point five out of five. Like I said, if there was one issue you could have skipped, Eli, this is the one. I was saying it, it says just, it's the finale, but nothing happened. It's nothing really happened. It's just yeah. Batman just going crazy. Oh, he talks to the dude that got his ass whipped by uh, the designer at the beginning. It's whatever. Fucking artist, awesome though. Damn. That that is you look. You got to put your best guys on Batman. Batman is your best selling book. You put your best guy on Batman. This, this is what you do, done. especially when they go to the the joke, not the joke. The Iceberg mm-hmm. Lounge and shit. That's right, close. and all those guys there. Yeah, the cool room. So, yeah, the yeah. cool room. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, I'm gonna give the book a, a three out of five. Yeah. Uh, uh, what, what you got next? All I did was the indie shit. Uh, should I do Bitterroot? I guess. Yeah, go for it. Okay, Bitterroot. Fuck, I better pull it up. I got my tablet. Mm-hmm. Um, I got you. I got you. Don't worry, I got you. Back to my books. <laughs> um, back to my books. My smarts list. Okay, Bitterroot. Crap. Let's go back to the beginning. Can I get it off a guided view? (laughs) (laughs) Bitterroot number nine. So, yes, this is like one of my favorite books right now. Um, You know, David F. Walker, Chuck Brown, Sanford Green writing. We have Sophie Dodson on colors. Sanford Green doing the work, doing the art and stuff. Uh, and this is about a family of demon hunters in in in, in a 1920s Harlem, and um, they they fight these demon called Jinu who feed off of hatred in the form of racism mostly, uh, and they possess you and they turn you into demons. And these this family fights them and cures them. And there's been this big huge race war going on, race riots that demons possessed all the prejudiced people feeding on the prejudice and the hatred possessed a big, uh, a big gang of people. And it was a big riot in, 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 in Harlem. And this is the aftermath. Um, we are finding out that there's a, uh, another demon called a Denzu or something that feeds off of uh, trauma and pain and, and sadness. And um, they're going around. Uh, gathering minions in Georgia, in the South. There was a little black boy who was hung by the KKK. And this demon has come and is feeding off of the sadness of the town and possessing them. Um, And also there's another group of a family that are in the South being chased by a bunch of redneck demons. And that's going, there's a lot of cool action going on in there. And then we have Ma Etta. She's the grandma. She's like the patriarch of the family. She's mm-hmm. in the. She's actually working with the the police in New York, 
about, you know, they, they have jailed a bunch of these possessed demons. And she's like, like, these aren't the, these aren't Jinnu. These are different kind of demons. I, uh, I don't know what these are. The ones that the demons I dealt with, they feed on hatred. You kind of know how to deal with that. You know, these ones, I don't know how. And it's actually the other demon, the ones that feed off of pain and trauma. So again, this book makes those, the commentary, those parallels on how do we deal with racism? How do we cure racism? You know, you, you have racism, which is just fed, fed off of hate and fear and anger. But then you have, you have the effects of racism, you know, mm-hmm. the, the pain, the trauma. How do we cure that? So there was a nice, there's a lot of a conversation. She was like, I don't know what to do about these guys. I can deal with the hatred. I don't know how to deal with the pain that's caused by it. So that was a really profound statement, I thought. Um, and then at the end, uh, at the end, it's got the, uh, the, the other demon possessing, what's his name? Uh, what's the guy's name again? Uh, fuck his name. The guy, uh, he, he was, um, he was the, he, he survived the, the Tulsa bombings. His whole family died in the Tulsa bombings and he's the, he's in Georgia and he's with that demon. Um, and in the end, the last panel is him sort of giving in to the demon. So it's like finally possessing him. So kind of tragic that he's finally giving in to the pain the, and the, and the, tr- and the sorrow. So, uh, and that's where it ends. But other than that, still a cool book. I do think there's a lot of, I feel there's a lot of uh, plots going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's a lot. There's, you got you got Ma Edda in New York. You got the 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 one family, the one crew in 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 the South being chased by the rednecks. You got these other two in Chinatown, and then you got the shit going on in the South or in Georgia. There's like all these different parallel plots going on. It kind of jumps around a little too much. Sometimes mm-hmm. I wish I, I was like, okay, I want more of this. But Maybe they'll we, eventually yeah. pull it all together, you know. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's my only critique. Other than that, I'm still digging this book. It's still one of my favorite books on on the shelf. Four out of five, you know. Okay. Hopefully, we'll get him on the show. I know he's Hopefully. not listening, but <laughs> <laughs> he did say he wanted to. Hey, we've been in his DMs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he left us on red. So yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess it's my turn next. Okay. Emily, I can't believe you didn't read this next book. Okay, so this next book is DC's Dead Planet Number One. I hope I, I spelled it right. I hope I did it right. I hope that's the name of the book. I may it may not be, uh, but yeah, this book is number one, number one. Yeah, because remember this is the sequel. Oh, I did not know it was a sequel. I thought it yeah. was just another. Uh, no, 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 no. This is no spinoff or tie-in. This is the actual direct sequel to Deceased from last time. Didn't they? So. Didn't they like leave Earth or something? They did. So this tells what happened when they. <laughs> Yeah, what happens now they're gone. So, like I said, the book leaves off, and it is talking about how, um, let's see. Yeah, cool, we got that on there. So, the book does talk about how uh, Cyborg saw everybody leave, everybody left. Superman is eating eating the sun, and they went to another planet. Uh, And somehow, Cyborg thought he was dead, but somehow, he actually turned himself back on. So, he's just been there the whole time. So five years has passed. Cyborg is still there. He's got like grass growing on almost like that. He's like molded, stuck in the grass like that. And he finds the signal, the tracker that Batman put in him like all those years ago. And he turns it on. He sends a signal out. He don't know where it's going. He just sends a signal. He just hopes somebody hears it. Now, cut to five years later. Hold on. 
somebody kicking in. Who's in the book of my kung fu? Okay, these, these are, are some uh, deep comics. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're talking about uh, Bitterroot. Yeah, not not deceased. Oh yeah, Bitterroot. Yeah, Bitterroot goes. Yeah, Bitterroot keeps it real, but it's right. cool still. It's it's a horror book. It's like I said, it's like Evil Dead, mm-hmm. but with like real shit. Get go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So back to where we were before. Okay. So five years later, uh, we find out what's going on right now. I'm gonna show you the panel. Boom. Jonathan Kent is Superman now, and okay. Damian Wayne is Batman. Oh no shit. Yeah. And Cassandra, whatever the fuck her name is, she's orphan. Wonder Woman. No, no, no. Not not that. It's a it's a Wonder Girl that's in the New Fifty Two. She's Wonder Woman now. I, I barely oh. was paying attention, but you know when you see her. Anyway, that's Damian Wayne right there. He's fucking crazy in this book. <laughs> because anytime they do something, he wants to just assassinate everybody. And John, and John just tells him, like, Damian, calm the fuck down. We're trying to do stuff. <laughs> but he just wants to just beat the hell out of everybody, you know, so they can calm him down. So anyway, the reason they're at war right now is because, uh, oh, should I hit the wrong button? The reason they're at war right now is because, like I said, they just came to a new planet. But the planet was already occupied. So the people just like get the fuck off our planet. So they basically fighting for the planet to stay there. So Jonathan is trying to stop Damon from killing these folks, you know. Uh, and he's like, look, we're going to talk this out. I want you to talk to the president. And we're going to take you to the president of Earth 2. And the president of Earth 2 is, boom, Lois Lane. So she's the president. She's having a one-on-one conversation, you know, with the leader of the other planet, trying to tell him, look, we come in peace. We just want to chill. We can coexist. We can share whatever we know with y'all. We're refugees. And they just talk it out, and they're cool. While they're doing that, uh, that signal that Cyborg sent, sent finally uh, hits Alfred. Alfred hits it and tells Damien, Master Wayne, we have a, a signal, you know. So they find out that Cyborg's still alive, and they're like, well, damn, well, we got to go back. We go back and save him, even though we know that the planet's full of zombies that will kill us or like that. We gotta go. We left a man behind. We gotta get the man. We gotta go get him, even though it makes no fucking sense. They don't know what kind of trap they into or what they get into. They just go. Then they have this touching moment between you know all the people leaving, like you know Jonathan with his with his mom. She was like, "Make sure you come back. We can't lose another Superman." He does. I don't like it when they call me Superman. Just stop acting like one, son. You know stuff like that. Heart, you know, mom shit. You know. Uh, Green Arrow is still alive for some fucking reason. We don't know why. Uh, Black Canary is now the Green Canary because she's a Green Lantern. She still got a kind of scream. And that Wonder Woman sword that's Kryptonian that can cut through guys or like that, she has that sword. But she feels bad for Green Arrow. She's like, you take the sword. So, because he's useless. So they go to the planet. They find Cyborg. Uh, he has his head is separated from his body. When they get him, that's when they get attacked. Let me see if I can try to find it. Uh, they get attacked. By Wonder Woman. Damn it, I can't show you the panel. But it's fucking awesome. Watch this shit, man. Watch this shit. I gotta show this shit. They get attacked by woman, Wonder Woman out of nowhere. She just wrecks their ship so they can't even leave anymore because they just wrecked the spaceship. And the first person she takes out is Green Arrow. <laughs> For no fucking reason. When that happened, uh, Black Canary fucking loses it. Hit her with a sonic scream. Takes that God Killer sword. You know, takes it to her. Uses her big hand. Just smashes the shit out of her. And Cyborg's trying to tell him what the hell is going on, but nobody can understand him except Jonathan Kent because, you know, he got the super hearing and stuff like that. And then he says, oh, shit, no, stop what you're doing. Uh, Black Canary, don't stab her. Before she can stab her, uh, Jonathan Kent blocks her, and he gets stabbed. But when he gets stabbed, Wonder Woman still gets gone through the throat. And what Jonathan Kent was trying to tell him, what Cyborg was saying, is that Cyborg has the cure to be continued. 
So, <laughs> so yeah, fucking awesome book. Tom Taylor, this dude can do no wrong. Uh, every everything he honestly like he might be my favorite writer right now. Everything this dude does, he just knocks out the park. Even the weirdest, wild shit he does. So I, I, I'm gonna give it a four. I'm gonna give it a four point five out of five because I know this shit is gonna ramp up from there. I didn't. I didn't think after DC, I like what else can you do? But he's doing it. You all you had to do was just say Jonathan Kent is Superman, Damian Wayne is Batman. You son of a bitch, I'm in. That's all I needed. So, Wasn't his story in the Joker book pretty cool too? That's the one where he the kid was feeding bugs and he cut the yeah. dude's fingers and shit like that. Yeah, weird yeah. and creepy shit like that. He writing the Suicide Squad book also. They say the Suicide Squad book too. But yeah, Tom King, I mean Tom Taylor's just knocking out the park. So yeah. Tommy Taylor, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh recipes comic cast. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so I let it go. What, what you got next? Uh the only other book I got is uh Something is Killing the Children, number nine is it number nine i got you i got you boom okay yeah number eight sorry number eight oh shit i think i fucked up oh well yeah we'll fix the post (laughs) yeah so this is another another horror book that i've been reading um james tinian the fourth uh it's a basically about this town that's being um overrun with monsters that are killing or eating kids Mm -hmm. and there's a monster slayer shows up and uh sort of fights the monsters but it turns out in the last story arc the monster laid eggs so now there's monster babies running around the woods well um, that's not good and this one this story yeah um and then it turns out that uh i think her name's jessica the monster slayer this chick who kills the monsters she works for this like secret underground you know illuminati government agency that knows about these monsters so she's mm-hmm. got you know she's got an x-men you know, <laughs> and the last issue, her mentor showed up and was like, yeah, you've been fucking this job up. You've been here way too long. You know, you should, this job should have been done already. We don't know what the fuck you're doing. Um, you got the cops involved. We got to shut you down. She's like, no, this fucking thing laid eggs. So we got to take care of it. So he's like, fine, I'll help you. So that's where this episode or this, this, this issue picks up, you know, they kind of team up and they're going to go after the, uh, after the babies. Um, and then it also deals the, the book also deals with like the townspeople and the relationships between the parents and and all the the shit that the parents are going through. There there's a there's a really kind of a fucked up scene I thought where they uh they finally found the monster nest and they found all the remains of the dead kids that were missing all mm-hmm. these years and they brought them and they started identifying some of the kids and there's a scene where they they're at the school and they're like, okay, if your kid was missing, come to the school and we'll help. We'll, we'll see if we found. (laughs) (laughs) And so there's a scene where all the parents are lined outside the gym of the school, like waiting to see if their kid was found is one of these corpses that they found in this monster nest. I thought that was kind of fucked up. (laughs) Wow. You know, so it goes into like really creepy details like that. But other than that, I'm still digging this book. It's still pretty cool. Another horror book that I'm into. Also, so, James Tinney in the fourth, who's also writing Batman. So, yeah. uh, detective. Oh no, he's doing, he's on Batman. He's yeah, on he's Batman, Batman. Yeah, uh-huh. he was on Detective, but yeah, he's doing this now. So yeah, so so yeah, four out of five. I'm still into it. Okay, I'm trying to think, what should I do next? What should I do? Next? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna knock out a quick one. Uh, let's do X Force number ten. Now. Okay. This was boring and interesting at the same time. 
Let me see what book. Where is that book? Boom. Okay. So basically, here's what happened in this book. Nothing. They fight plant monsters. The end. But that's not what everybody's talking about. <laughs> There's a very specific panel that okay. happens in this that everybody gets everybody's attention. Because the thing is, while everything's going on, like I said, Beast is trying to be like this don't ask, don't tell, shadow organization, puppet master, chess master, thing like that. And Gene Gray finds out the bullshit he's been doing. Like he's been hiding information from you know the quiet council. And he does it on purpose because of deniable ops. The the less they know, the less they can get in trouble for it. So she finds out the bullshit Beast is doing. She's like, you guys are on some other shit. I'm not with this covert deniable ops type stuff. I'm going back with the X-Men. So I'm quitting. But before she quits, she lets Wolverine know. And she go. And this is where she lets Wolverine know. In a hot steam bathtub where he's just waiting for her. And she gets butt naked. And is that Drew Gray? Yes. Yes, that's the part everybody's talking about. So that's when she tells him that she's quitting the group. But like I said, he's taking a bath by himself. So she joins him in the bath, takes his beer, decides to drink, just lay up with him. And she asks him, you know, uh, if I'm leaving the group and then you think I'm too good for the group, doesn't mean I'm too good for you. And Wolverine's like, yeah, but you need a little bad with you sometimes. And then they bang in the ba- uh, bathtub and the end. So, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's it that's the end of the book like i'm gonna talk about the other bullshit they fight plan monsters for 20 pages i don't give a fuck about that <laughs> so that's what the interesting part about it that gene gray and wolverine are confirmed banging in this book even though she's married to cyclops so eli i'm gonna teach you a new word that we learned weren't, this weekend weren't they but didn't they all share a room or something in Krakow well, or okay. or on the moon or wherever the fuck okay so how their arrangement is. Jean Grey lives here. Cyclops has his own room to the right of her. And Wolverine has a room to the left of her. And I'm, they're right next to each other. So they can just come and go as they please. So, <laughs> Eli, the new word I learned this weekend is called entanglement. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is. Jean Grey and Wolverine are in you know an entanglement. Bad? What's what? sad is I didn't even watch that fucking video, and I know what you're talking about. Because that's how <laughs> big it is. I know we don't give a shit who's fucking who, but yes. I Wolverine. really don't. <laughs> <laughs> but damn it, Wolverine and Jean Grey are banging in a bathtub, even though she's married to another dude. So Wolverine is like the side dude or whatever. So what the fuck, man? <laughs> They're getting their entangle on. <laughs> They're getting their entangle on. So that's the new word we, we live in. That's how big social media is. It, 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 <laughs> we can just use that term just freely just anywhere now. So thank you, 2020. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. So we don't know what kind of arrangement they have, but that's what's going on right now. So I'm going to give the book a three out of five. Honestly, it was completely useless until that last page to confirm. Because here's the thing, Eli. Yeah. Not only is he banging Jean Grey, he has been flirting with Cyclops. Okay. Like, oh, Wolverine. Well, yes, Wolverine. Not, not will, will Smith. <laughs> I will totally read that shit. <laughs> <laughs> because they said some shit like they were just sitting in uh they were sitting in the room and then Cyclops was like, Are you sure you don't want to come to the beach with us? Gene Gray's gonna be in a bikini. You're like, I want to see that. And I'm gonna be in a speedo. You're like, I want to see that too. I'm like, wait, what the fuck, man? <laughs> oh man, I thought it was gonna be like, shut up, Cyclops. 
<laughs> no <laughs> and that would make wolverine just that more badass but that's what i'm saying so now we Cyclops like what are you doing that's me i don't care shut up <laughs> but that's what i'm saying so now they have this weird uh, i'm gonna get us so, canceled with that <laughs> yeah this thing because here's the thing eli they're making wolverine bisexual basically and people are up and on but there's nothing to be confirmed it's just you know hearsay it's just rumors it's conjecture it's you know we it read makes it makes total we, sense to me man it may, he's been alive for how like fucking a thousand years and hey i'm, I'm getting tired of pussy it's got to slip I, in sometime I, I, hey hey know? man hey you know I'm, sometimes a man knows what a man needs you know I, <laughs> you know and that just makes wolverine more badass right <laughs> Uh, here's the thing somebody told me one time somebody said that if anybody acts overly masculine too masculine they may have some homosexual tendencies about them who's more masculine wolverine just saying yeah so i don't know that, that, that's about with everybody like anybody like when if, if people are like it's always the biggest scumbags are the ones who try to preach about being all righteous and shit and right be and they have all kind of skeletons in their closet and stuff. Yeah. And, like, like Joss Whedon and shit, you know what I'm saying? Jo- <laughs> Joss Whedon being that motherfucker, you know, every all these feminists praising him for years and he turned out to be a scumbag. Fuck it, yeah, going there. that's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> you should have did Believe something. Believe bullshit. <laughs> right. Uh, when he told you who he were, you should have believed him. Okay, we got a comment. Let's see what we got. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I heard, yeah, yeah, I heard that, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, matter of fact, I think he has the power to make other people bisexual. Maybe like, he has like the. Maybe he's just got that sweet dick and they just can't. Res- <laughs> <laughs> no one can resist this shit, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he went gay for two seconds. You know? Yeah. I'm going to let the monster out. It's going to do what it do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You, you got any more books? Or my, my last well, one? since you, were, you did that, you want me to talk about this Agents of Wakanda? Yeah, man shit on this book man <laughs> i don't even know what it's about i just know it's gonna be shit so uh is it number nine or which one is the, it's the last issue it's the last issue that's all that matters this shit is done so it's the last issue man so black panther handpicked a team of a bunch of nobodies that no one gave a shit about mm-hmm. and basically to watch over wakanda while he's out doing shit with the avengers now, the only reason why I gave a shit about this book, because I heard American Eagle was okay, on the who team. the fuck is American Eagle? Funny you should ask. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he is a Native American superhero that's buried somewhere in the Marvel Universe that no one's ever heard of. And the only reason why I care, because he was in the Thunderbolt and he beat up Venom once. Okay. It was only like one issue, but that's his biggest claim to fame to me. If you go to the Geek Sad... I do, y'all, I do another podcast. Shameless plug. (laughs) Yeah, shameless plug. It's called the Geek Savs, the Native Nerds Podcast. Check us out on Facebook. If you go to our Facebook page, our cover photo is a picture of American Eagle beating the shit out of Venom. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I heard he was in this book. He's not really in this book. Oh, wow. In like any of the issues. He showed up, he popped up like, once on one panel of number one mm-hmm. saying oh yeah we got this indian guy out mm-hmm. doing some shit somewhere else let's go to the moon everybody <laughs> 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 and so here we are eight or nine issues later and 
Wakanda is being attacked by dragons, and it turns out Fin Fang Foom is in, in cahoots with them all. So it's just the team. Who's all on this team? We got American Eagle, but he's like not the main guy. Mm-hmm. Was it named what's his name? Kazar? Okay, here's the team. This is the team. Active agents. We've got Kazar, okay. Okoye, okay. American Eagle, Mockingbird, uh, Brew. I never heard who? of this guy, but he Brew. He's a brood. Oh, brood. Okay. He's brood, a brood. Kid, kid brew? What what yeah. okay, whatever. Whatever. Brew. I guess yeah. Groot, Brew. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Gorilla Man and some oh. fat fat cobra. And on call, we have Man Wolf, you know, John Jameson. Oh, shit. Uh, we have the Wasp. How did this book make it as long as it did? Dr. Nemesis. Who? And Roz Solomon. I guess she's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, this, this issue, yeah, like I said, Fin Fang Foom and a bunch of dragons are attacking Wakanda, and they fight them. Um. And at the end, Black Panther shows up with the Warriors 3. He was on Asgard doing some shit. And he shows up and helps them beat the dragons at the end of the book and saves the day. So basically, this whole team was useless. They still needed Black Panther and the Asgardians <laughs> to, to, to beat the to win. But oh, you know what the biggest the biggest thing that pissed me off? Well, not the fact that, you know, I read this to see a native character in the comic book. Right. But he's barely in it. And at the end, when Black Panther and the Asgardians show up and save the day, the the Indian guy, mm-hmm. he says, Oh, thank thank God the cavalry showed up. And I was what, like, What what, what, what? the fuck? What Come the fuck, on, Jim man. Zub? Come on, man. Jim's Zub, you motherfucker. <laughs> Come on, Jim, you can't be that stupid, man. You you can't be that tone deaf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, making the Indian guy somebody the in the cavalry. room should have been like, maybe you shouldn't say that, or maybe he thought, yeah. oh, this is clever. <laughs> uh, this is gonna, yeah. Yeah, this is gonna kill. Yeah. Like, so, the Indian guy's barely in it. He barely does anything, and then he thanks the cavalry for showing up at the end. And okay, I was like, see, this is this this is this is why you laugh. This is this is why. This is why. First <laughs> off, I'm not even gonna mention they got a fucking gorilla on the team with Black Panther on now. I'm not even gonna mention that shit. I was trying to keep calm. Hey, he's a gorilla man, man. <laughs> I, I was trying to be calm. I was trying not to go there. I was. I saw that first issue. I was like, why the fuck are there eight in a fucking Black Panther book? Like, no. No. Fuck Groot. Yeah. Fuck um, Fat Iron Fist. Fuck Wash. Fuck Kazar. <laughs> fucking... Can we yeah, go on next this. book? <laughs> yeah, it's canceled. This book is canceled. This now, book is so. canceled anyway. So hold listen. Not, not not canceled as in like the social media canceled. Right. Like we're canceling because we're PC and all that shit. No, Marvel canceled this book because no one right because because of low sales because because <laughs> the book fucking sucked. That's why. Let's see. Yeah, Let's... because this fucking yeah you, you got the Indian guy wanting the cavalry to save his ass. Like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, M- Mockingbird is a yeah. Was raped, divorced Hawkeye, then dated her own rapist afterwards. Right, because the house of ideas, y'all. The house of ideas, right. <laughs> Here comes the cavalry. <laughs> Here comes the cavalry. Yeah, to save the engines. <laughs> to save the engines. <laughs> this idea is gonna this idea is gonna kill. <laughs> All right, Indians, we're taking it to boarding school. <laughs> <laughs> See? Marvel, we're woke. <laughs> Check box. <laughs> and move on. 
<laughs> oh shit. Fuck this book, man. Yeah. Anyway, next book. What do we got? Oh, uh, okay. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I was this so my... mad I didn't even read Batman. That's how <laughs> <laughs> trigger. Okay. Yeah. This is the last this is the last book we're gonna do, and then we're gonna get the fuck out of here, man. Cause this is uh where is it? I can't find it. Okay, Empire number Empire Fantastic Four number zero. Yeah, I so did not read this book. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Now, like I said, if if anybody that read Avengers Empire Zero, the book ended with the largest army in the history of the universe coming to the moon to kill the Avengers, and the army was being led by the Fantastic Four. And you're like, what the fuck? How did this happen? So now we had the uh the side issue of the event uh the Fantastic Four Empire. And guess what? It does not deal with that story at all. This is some other bullshit that has a completely different story that has nothing to do with Empire. They just slap Empire on it. So I should say fuck this book and just slap a one out of five on the knot. But I'm going to go through it. Because here's the thing, Eli. It was actually a fun book. Was it now? It had nothing to do with the story we're talking about. <laughs> so anyway, the story starts off with a character called the Profiteer. Now, the Profiteer is the sister of the Grandmaster. If you don't remember the Grandmaster, Grandmaster is Jeff Goldblum from Thor Ragnarok. Anyway, uh, so she's the sister of the Grandmaster, sister collector, and her, her thing is she's a Profiteer. Now, the Grandmaster, and she's a, over this casino. Now, the casino uh, is making her money, and what she does is that she reenacts Cree scroll war battles with the soldier on the Cree side, soldier on the scroll side, and they just go in and just battle stuff like that. Because what she wants to do, the Grandmaster, when he was over the casino, he wanted to just have good battles, just have good fights and stuff like that because he loved competition. The Prophet don't care about none of that shit. All she care about is profits. So whatever gets the uh, place money, that she do. So after these fighters fight, Whatever injuries they get, she pats them up, send them right back out there and they fight again. Because let's fight as she saved money. Meanwhile, the Fantastic Four doing the Fantastic Four in who gives a fuck? They're somewhere. They ran out of fuel. They're stuck there. They flag somebody down. The the guy says, that, uh, and they're trying to pay him, you know, to fix their flat or whatever the fuck they're doing. And he's like, oh, we don't accept money anymore. Like, we don't accept money. Nah. The collective uh, credits that everybody uses, that it's gone now. It's no longer used. We use the barter system now. So, like, and uh ben grimm is like well since you barter well let's make a trade so what do we need to do he's like okay well they got this fight going on at this casino over here since you use this world-class fighter why don't you just go there end in a fight win and pay me back you're like okay i'm ben grimm nobody can whoop my ass not name the hulk so i'm gonna just enter this <laughs> shit you know win the fight so in order to go they go there but they have to pay something in order to, to get into the fight so remember the uh the vibranium brace he had on when you know he whooped the hulk's ass okay so he left that on the whole time you know at celebration like this is the time i beat the hulk's ass i will never take this gauntlet off even though my arm is healed i'm never gonna let it go but in order for them to enter the competition they have to have something to give up in order to do this so he gives them the vibe and they say if that's made of vibranium we want it so he gives it to him but he like if they win the fight he'll get it back anyway uh val and franklin get on this event since they're in a casino they go gambling, lose all the money, blah, blah, blah. You know what? This story wasn't as good as I thought it was. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they fight, they adopt some kids, they leave, and then the army shows up there at the end. Yeah. That's, 
Because you know, I started out like, no, nah, you know what? This story really didn't good. <laughs> it was more interesting when I read it, but no, nah, it, it's just a typical Fantastic Four story written by Dan Slott. I'm pissed off because I thought, okay, why the fuck is the Fantastic Four leading the hugest army in the history of the universe? And this book doesn't even tell you. So the book is fucking pointless to begin with. There's no- that's, that's how they get you. That's how they get you. Marvel. <laughs> House of Ideas. <laughs> Oh shit! Uh, yeah. Anyway, we, we, we're done with that. Um, you got any more books? You booked out? Whatever. No, nah, I'm booked out. Cool. All right. So if you listen this long, and I'm pretty sure all like commenters are gone. So, but anyway, if you listen this long, definitely like, share, and subscribe. Eli has his podcast. He has a bunch. Of, uh, Eli, plug yourself. Uh, Geek Savs, and then I do Riddle of Steel. We've been on kind. Uh, been kind of t- took a little bit of a break. Uh, I know they were feeling under the weather. But Riddle of Steel is a podcast I do with Ogar from uh, Get Valiant and uh, Logos. And we, we talk about Conan the Barbarian. So, cool. And that's Good all stuff. I got. And then this uh, one. And this one, yeah. We got other podcasts, too. We got, uh, I don't know. I don't know. what I know Goldman got some shit. Get Valiant, the Speaking Comics. Oh, yeah, yeah. Them. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'll need a list. I'll read it off next time. Uh, Outright Geekery. We geek out. Yeah. And we got a bunch of podcasts. We're going to branch out. We're going to do other stuff in podcasts. I'm trying to bring some new ideas, trying to brainstorm. Eli, I might even recruit you for this new idea I got going on. I, yeah. 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 It's going to be it's going to be a big thing. I, I, I presented it. It's huge. I'm not going to announce it right now, but we'll announce it later on. Uh, ending song, we're going to go out. Like I said, we don't give a shit about what Will Smith and Jada Pickett are doing. But since it is a big thing, the song I'm doing is dedicated to them <laughs> at the end. Uh, next week we don't know what we're gonna do. We're gonna do more comics. We'll go. it, please tell me it's girls ain't nothing but trouble. <laughs> it's not gonna be a Will Smith song. Oh, not gonna be a... <laughs> now you want to request a Will Smith song? What the fuck? <laughs> Out of all the times I did. <laughs> oh man! Until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully trouble. Oh. Uh, the master of clickbait yes yes they are marvel is the master of clickbait comics yes <laughs> shout out to everybody who is listening hello daddy hey darling put mommy on the phone yeah barbara's rich yeah look it i ain't never coming home no